every year ESPN decides to release their ranking of the top 100 players in the NBA right before the NBA season. And every year, the list is trash. Some of the takes include Scoot Henderson being ranked over Russell Westbrook and Kyle Kuzma, uh, Wimbyama being top 50, and low-key the most absurd take on this list, which is Laurie Markkinen being ranked over Kyrie Irving and Trey Young. Now, I know guys, I know, I know. You're gonna just tell me, hey Khalil, do not fall for this. It's clearly a trap for engagement. To that I say, you're right. It is a trap for engagement. Like they did exactly what they wanted to do. They got all these people talking about it, me included, you know. And to that I say, I don't care. Fuck it, let's do it. We're just gonna go right into this, man. Now before I get started, Hello everyone, I'm your host Khalil Green, and welcome to another amazing episode of The Almighty Show! (laughs) Oh, you guys are so nice, so kind. Thank you, thank you. So, like I said, man, every season is something new, you know, whether it's Wimby I'm being top 50, or if Ron is still in top 10 in the league. So many different questions, so many different takes from a lot of different people, you know, all over the internet. And a lot of the times, you know, people, they understand like, yo, these lists are just completely bogus. Let's just not give it any thought or any attention. And maybe they'll just stop, you know, maybe they'll bring back real journalism. Maybe they will, you know, but for the time being, why not just engage into the chaos that is? ESPN's top 100 rankings (laughs) some of the things that I did notice on this list you know like I said they had Scoot Henderson already ranked 78 which is above Russ who is a 94 I don't first I just want to say it doesn't make sense for Russ to be ranked 94 especially since last season he was ranked 65th you know and I will say I'm not going to be Russ apologist. He was a bad fit for the Lakers. Don't know why they signed him for real. He's not a shooter. You know, uh, he just didn't make sense to be on the Lakers. But why would he be ranked 94th when he went to a better team that fits his play style even more? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Russ showed that he was the missing piece for the Clippers. You know, barring the injuries, they could go really far in the playoffs. And I'm going to forever say that, you know, I know I am a Clippers fan, you know what I'm saying? So I do have a slight bias and being on top of that, a Russ fan. So I am slightly biased, but it just doesn't make sense for his ranking to drop, shoot, almost 35 spots, even though he went to a better situation for a better fit, you know, on a team that he can truly play to his max potential. It's like, it's just, the lights were on, but nobody was clearly home when it came to the people who created these lists in the first place. Um, With Wimbyama being ranked 47th, I just didn't understand it. And I get that he's, you know, the golden child of the NBA. He's about to be the next coming of the GOAT conversation, apparently, you know. And even though he has a lot to prove, man, he's he has a lot of potential. And I'm not even going to deny it. You know what I'm saying? 
even though he hasn't shown anything to us on an NBA regular season level yet, I do believe that he's going to do amazing, you know. But to rank him 47th, to say that he's top 50 in the league already before even stepping foot on a court against other superstars, against other top rookies of the game, it's just nonsense. It really is nonsense, you know. Um, and then on top of that, having LaMelo Ball being ranked a spot behind him, I just don't get it. I don't see it. I really don't. Um, another thing that just blew my mind, really, and we all know the Cinderella story that was the beginnings of the season for the Utah Jazz. I mean, you have Walker Kels- uh, Kelsey Kelsler. I don't know his name. Going crazy. You had Laurie Markkinen becoming an all-star. Uh, the Jazz winning more games than people even predicted them to win. Even Danny Ainge, as amazing as he, as he is when it comes to just talent and just building the franchise, he didn't even predict the the uh, superstar level that Laurie Markkinen was going to play on. And I give him props. He was doing this shit down in Utah, you know, even though I feel bad he's in Utah. <laughs> but to say that he's top 30 in the league and to go even farther and saying he's better than, you know, a lot of the stars that weren't named in the top 50, let alone in the top 30, uh, like Kyrie Irving, who was ranked 34. And before I even go further, I don't know any, I don't know 33 better people in the NBA. I don't know 33 better players in the NBA that are better than Kyrie Irving. Like, I get that, um, you know, he's probably a headache for these GMs and he doesn't have the best image in the NBA, you know, especially when it comes to just a player who is strong on what he believes in and stands in what he he believes in. Um, I don't think there's any logical reason to put him as 34th, the 34th best player in the NBA, in my honest opinion. And uh, I honestly do know, I don't even believe it. I know that Kyrie Irving has been a top 25 player in this league. I, I want to say top 20, but it's debatable. But he's easily top 25 player in this league. And he's been like that for several years now, you know. And regardless of the new stars that's been coming up and blossoming and stuff like that, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Another thing that I don't get, you know, was John Morant being ranked 35th. Now, guys, let's be real. I get it. The off the court issues that he's had in the past. Well, I can't even say in the past. It was literally this year, (laughs) earlier this year or later in the season has been troubling, you know, Um, especially with the NBA you know, trying to become more family oriented. You don't want one of your main superstars to be like, you know, playing with guns on Instagram lives or just hanging around the people he was hanging around. And that's understandable. You know what I'm saying? You got a company to protect. You have, you're a billion dollar company. You can't risk that type of image going out to the masses, you know? But what I don't understand is punishing. Well, I can't even say punishing for ESPN to lower his rankings based off off the court issues. Now, if he was doing all that BS, you know, 
on Instagram playing with guns, you know, toting that mug. And he was doing trash on the court. Like every time he was on the court, the team just got worse. You know what I'm saying? I would understand. Or if he, his stats was lowered when he got on the court. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Keep it on the court. But to lower his ranking based off the off the court drama, despite the fact that not only did he continue to play at an elevated game, like an elevated style of play, but his team continued to do amazing throughout the regular season, even though they did, you know, they lost against the Lakers, but Lakers went to the Western Conference Finals, you know what I'm saying? So despite the fact that he had um, a pretty successful season overall, even though they were expecting to go outside of the first round, uh, he still get punished for his off-the-court behavior. And that just never, ever made sense to me, to me personally, you know. And for Trey Young also, Trey Young being ranked 29th is insane. I'm going to be real. He's a proven superstar in the league. Um, there was also um, some type of vote, anonymous players vote, uh, of a lot of players in the league saying that Trey Young is the most overrated star in the league, which is just... I respect the players. You know, they know more about the game than me. You know, obviously, because they're in the league. But you just can't deny what Trey Young has already accomplished so far, especially, you know, in the short careers that he's had so far. You know what I'm saying? Being able to take your team to the Eastern Conference Finals, um, going through Embiid, going through the Knicks, uh, he – he was easily the best player on that court and took the Bucks to six games too, on top of that. Um, he's led the league in assists multiple times. Uh, I think he was the only player to lead the league in scoring and in assists. Like the the records speak for themselves, the stats speak for themselves. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta put some respect on Trey Young's name. You feel me? And then even this year, this season, this past season, the fact that he even took the Celtics to six games, come on. They were supposed to get swelled. It was not supposed to get those two games off. And I remember speaking candidly, saying with my whole chest that the Celtics was going to sweep the Hawks. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Hawks, they've been going through coaching changes. You know, they just got DeJounte Murray. He's a good piece, but how are they going to make that stuff fit? pause if necessary but still no matter the circumstances of the Atlanta Hawks Trey Young is one of the main consistent pieces and consistent good things when it comes to just Atlanta basketball in general you know so put some respect on Trey Young's name he is top 30 but um I think he should be higher than 29 for sure for sure um, another thing that I had a problem with was that Drew Holiday was ranked 26. So that means that he was better than Kyrie Irving. I mean, he's better than uh, Trey Young, better than DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, uh, Darius Garland, all these other proven stars in the league that has shown to be the main focal point on the team and contributed more overall, whether it's offensively, 
or well, I can't even say defensively. Like, do Holiday's the best defensive guard in the league? Argue with your mama about that. I ain't got time to argue. But although I do respect Drew Holiday, I do think that he's a top 35 player in the league. To rank him 26th ahead of Kyrie Irving, ahead of, like I said, um, Trey Young, it's just absolute nonsense. Like, come on now. They, you can't be for real when you, like, I know this is for engagement. I know, I know it's a trap. Trust and believe, I know. But some of these takes are just so absurd that, like, it's just hard to just sit there and wait and just to stand by and act like it's nothing, you know? Um, One question that I did have for the rankings um, was I did see that LeBron was ranked number nine. And by all means... I understand. You know, he's been dominating for so long. Uh, he's 37, 38, doing this, you know, consistently on a nightly basis. Injuries being the only thing holding him back, really. And, of course, he's regressed defensively and athletically as time goes. But, I mean, that's with everybody, you know. But to sit up here and to say that LeBron was top 10 in the league, Especially, you know, if we are penalizing other players for injuries too, like Kawhi Leonard and uh, Paul George, how is LeBron not getting the same type of treatment as those two, the other two uh, tandem in L.A.? How is he not getting the same treatment as the other two, you know, despite them also being injured, despite him also missing significant time, you know, even though it was at different times, you know what I'm saying, throughout the season, they both, I mean, all three of them missed, like, significant time when it came to just playing basketball in general, you know. So the question that I will ask is, is LeBron still top 10? And I think that's a fair that's a fair question. It's a fair assessment, you know. Father Tom is going to... He's going to win, you know, regardless of Bron fighting back. And I will say he's fighting his ass off. Like, if for a second, it looked like Bron was beating Father Tom's ass, you know. But Father Tom is always going to find a way to get his leg back. And he's going to get it back in blood somehow, some way. And year 21, I also, I'm a big LeBron fan. Like, LeBron's, I think he's a GOAT, you know. So, I'm not saying this out of, like, malice. Or just ill intent. But like I think it's reasonable to have that type of question. You know what I'm saying? Like he did bring uh, the Lakers to the Western Conference Finals. And I will say that boosters him all the way up, you know, and I will not deny that because to be honest, if it wasn't for those trades, the Lakers wasn't supposed to make it that far, you know? And even though they did get swept by the Nuggets, it was a close, like, every single game was so close. Even the game four, you know, it was so close, you know? But as we head into year 21, you know, not year 20, year 21, is it safe to say Bron is still top 10? Like, because I know for a fact, I can say JT is better. Of course, Giannis. Of course, Jokic. Of course, Embiid. Curry's better. 
You got Luca. I'm gonna be real. I say KD's better. I think the book deserves to be over with Brian. Who else? Dame is sort of negotiable. Um, who else? I'm down. <laughs> he might be top ten. I don't know. Well, shoot, I just know top fifteen is the safest choice. Top ten is debatable. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, Brian, Brian. Brian is getting up there in age. I just want to see how he does in year 21. I'm a root for him. Despite all the BS that's been going on in the world and his statements on social media. You know, I'm going to still root for him and hope that, you know, he has an amazing year 21. Um, One thing that I've been wanting to know too, uh, Sabonis, DeMontis Sabonis. Is he the best player on the Kings? Because he was ranked 22nd in this list and De'Aaron Fox petty enough was ranked 23rd like ESPN is not slick for this they can't keep getting away with this for real um and to answer that question I don't think DeMontez Sabonis is the best player on that team like if we being real De'Aaron Fox even though DeMontez Sabonis was a big piece on helping the Kings get to where they are and was like the missing piece for them to finally, you know, start hitting their stride, you know. De'Aaron Fox, like, this doesn't work without De'Aaron Fox. Like, let's be real. De'Aaron Fox is the best player on the Kings. And even though it's just one spot ahead, they could just flip-flop or whatnot. It's still something to note. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't rock with this. I know it's bait. I know it's bait, but... I'm going to take it anyway. De'Aaron Fox is the best player on the Kings. Sabonis, even though he was nice, even though he was the all-star, he was the all-star this year, um, he's not. He's not the best player on that, on that Kings squad. Um, One question that, well, one thing that I have been looking forward towards this season and that sort of reflected in the rankings was Anthony Edwards. He was ranked 13th, which is... Kind of crazy, kind of not, you know, depending on what's going to happen. Um, I got really excited. I've always been a fan of Anthony Edwards, you know what I'm saying? He seems like he has a really fine personality for real to just hang out as, you know, as a person. But we all seen, you know, his Jordan-like mentality, his killer mentality when it came to him being on Team USA. Even though Team USA had a rather disappointing um, finish to FIBA play. Anthony Edwards was the shining light of Team USA basketball, and I hope he returns for the Olympics because he's he's a dog, bro. And I know it's ironic he went to Georgia, but he's a dog for real. Um, I do believe that this fourth year that he's that he's about to uh, be on, yeah, his fourth year, it's finna be his breakout season and he's been steadily improving in every category. But this year, I think he's just breaking into superstar status. Um, His defense has improved incredibly. Three point shooting has improved steadily over the years, man. He is primed to make in, in my eyes, an MVP type run, you know, and that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. I know, but still he is primed to have, one of those type of seasons. I think he, it's his time now. Like he's finna start shining. 
start showing the league what he's capable of and he's going to start doing some damage. You know, the fact that the Wolves even made the playoffs last year and got a game off against the Nuggets, that's one more than the Lakers. That's all I know. But the fact that they were able to to make it to the playoffs despite the injuries, you know, Cat wasn't there. Um, I think they were missing uh, Torian Prince. I can't remember. I can't remember who they who also was injured, but oh, Kyle Anderson, Kyle Anderson, one of their primary defenders. You know, the one of their wing defenders. And it's gonna and it's gonna go crazy this year, and I'm excited. I'm excited for real. Um, so yeah, they had him ranked over Dame, who was ranked 14th, and I think Dame is top 10 in the league still. You know, he was injured, and I just got on about how LeBron. Why is he not penalized for being injured, even though Dame, uh, Kawhi, PG, all of those guys have been penalized for being injured? Um, but I don't even think it was a real injury. I think he was just like low, low managing the rest of the season, you know, as you know, he's looking to get traded and he eventually is on the Bucks now. They're going to cause so much damage to the league. Um, I'm really excited to see how this tandem is going to work. I know it's going to work so seamlessly, but man, are they going to do some damage, bro? And I'm going to be real. The only team that's standing in their way in the East is the Celtics, you know, because uh, Milwaukee got that thing on them, but, you know, Celtics got that thing on them too. You know what I'm saying? They got that fire too. So don't sleep on the Celtics. I think they can do a lot of damage. Um, I know the Heat won't be as... You know, formidable. They lost a lot of talent. They didn't sign anybody for real. So it's going to be kind of tough for the Heat. But the Heat is always going to find a way to win. I can't really, can't shut them off too much. You know what I'm saying? They were the eighth seed that made the finals, you know, at that. So you can never discount the Heat. But I am excited to see what Dame and Giannis do together. I think Dame's top 10 in the league. Him and Giannis is just going to be so scary. I think one of them should have an MVP type season, whether it's Giannis or Dame. One of them are going to go crazy this season, you know? So I'm excited to see how that goes, really. Um, Yeah. All these rankings have just been so insane, really. Whether it's James Harden being ranked 43rd best in the league or Bradley Beal being 37th. Uh there's a lot of a lot of just a lot of controversy in these rankings. One of the biggest controversy controversies ugh, that's been going on is debating on who should be number one between Giannis or Jokic. And to be fair, I think any of them could go number one, really. Like, it just, it depends on what type of dominance you want at the end of the day. You know, I consider Giannis and Jokic a 1A and 1B. And for the longest of times, I thought NBA was better than Jokic, but he clearly showed that he wasn't, you know. His previous play, playoff failures, God, dog. His previous playoff failures has shown that He's he's not that guy. He's not as good as Jokic. Just as simple as that. He did have that one game, you know, in the regular season where he hit the step back game winning three on Jokic, which was so crazy. The crowd went crazy. It was like some two K stuff. But 
besides that, I don't, I don't really know overall if Embiid is truly better than Jokic. And my eyes were opened in the playoffs. I'm not going to lie. I was one of the Embiid for MVP um, voters. Well, I was one of the supporters for Embiid for MVP. Um, but he clearly showed that it should have been Jokic. And I apologize. I apologize. I own up to my mistakes. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, Jokic. You should have got that third, that three peep. But man, I just it it boils down to who you like more, really, when it comes to Giannis and Jokic. Um, Giannis, he shows physical dominance, you know, two-way dominance when, when it comes to defense, rim protection. Um, he's an inside threat. You know, there's no way you can stop him one-on-one. Whether, when he has, especially when he has a full head of steam, there's nobody in the league that's going to stop Giannis, really. Um, but then again, you, on the other side, you got Jokic, who's so dangerous. He can make any type of pass you need. You know, and the fact that he's a center, he's always going to be the tallest on the court, looking around, be in the middle of the court, middle of the paint, middle of the key, ready to make any type of outlets. And if he's not making an outlet, he can hit a fade over you. He can hit a hook shot. All the fundamentals that you need. He's really efficient with his threes, even though he don't take too much. But when he does, it's bound to go in. And we've seen in the Lakers series that if you try to make him uncomfortable, he's he's capable of making difficult shots too. He's just he's just lazy. He likes to take the most efficient shots. I don't blame him, you know. And I started to grow more of an appreciation for his game as the playoffs went, you know. And that's just some type of talent you just can't deny. You know, that's a different type of dominance, you know, whether it's him uh passing it, him being a shot, a shooting threat. Like you just can't guard him. There's no way to guard Jokic. You just got to hope he missed. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. Honestly, I whoever you choose is easily the best player in the world. You know what I'm saying? And it's, those two are definitely the only two that's in that conversation right now. <sighs> right now, I'm going to say that I'm going to say that Giannis is one A for me right now, personally, as being the best in the pl- uh, best player in the world. Just because I value defense um a little more, and I hold defense to a, a tad bit higher standard than most. Um, the fact that Giannis is not only an offensive threat, like you just can't stop his his game when he's got a full head of steam. You can't stop him. You can't stand in front of him if he's in the paint. It's hard. You can't. You can barely even double team him. You know he can jump right over you, or he can just step right through you, lay it up. Or, and then he's shown that he's improving his game every single season. Every season, Giannis is improving something about his game, and that's just something that just can't go unnoticed. You know, and he looked a little buff, and he looked a little strong when it came to you know the media day pictures and stuff. So I'm excited to see what he's gonna do. If he, I'm gonna be real. If Giannis has a post game like an actual turnaround hook shot or turnaround fade away, he almost hey, I don't know. That might be the best player we've ever seen. 
he's well on his way in my eyes. So he's already top 15 of all time. It's just a matter of, you know, him continuing his dominance, you know. So me personally, I I can I agree with the list when it got Giannis as number one. But it could easily it could easily just be flipped, you know, by a coin. You know what I'm saying? That's how that's how decisive it is, and that's how small the gap is at this point in time. It's just all about what play style you like more. You know, if you like more offensively dominated uh, players, you're gonna pay Jokic. You know, and that's understandable. I can't even argue with that. You feel me? Especially after last season, he won the chip. He should have won the three peat with the MVPs. You know. So there's nothing you can say about Jokic because every argument is going to lie flat, you know? So, yeah. But that's my thoughts on the player rankings. What do you guys think? What was the biggest uh, the biggest surprise to you when it came to these rankings? Uh, what's your hot take on these rankings? You can always let me know at The Almighty Show on Instagram. Um, make sure to follow my TikTok at Khalil Almighty. Follow the show on Instagram at The Almighty Show. And yeah, my name's Khalil Green. And I'll talk to you all later. Only on The Almighty Show.